Josh, here we are again in our new home. Yes. How's it going? It's going well. We are uh, we meeting on Thursday, um, 11 o'clock-ish, mm-hmm. and uh, soon we're going to be transitioning over to being the Deep Dive Podcast. Yeah. And uh, joining forces with two other um, podcasts from yep. Marcus Point, the Pour Over Podcast. And... Um, to the point. To the point, Pastor Godfrey's yeah. video podcast. Right. And if our listeners haven't seen that yet, the first episode is out. Yeah. He, he talked about uh, eternal security and how sure we can't did. lose our salvation. Right. Really, really good first episode. He said that was pretty much the biggest question that he gets as a pastor. Right. You know, across the board. So he wanted to, uh, to, to talk about that. And boy, what a natural guy mm-hmm. on film, on video. He's just a natural. Audio, yeah. too. He just can talk you know it about and about it and he's charismatic it was it was enjoyable i, mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching him uh, do that and preston interviewed interviewed him right uh so it was enjoyable so if our listeners hasn't uh, haven't heard or seen that um, podcast where can they find that thing do you know uh yeah i mean if you go to spotify or google podcasts or itunes and you just type in uh, marcus point baptist church usually the three podcasts will come up yeah uh there's the you know to the point uh, pour over and then ours, um, which right now ours is still called the Marcus Point Baptist Church podcast. Right. Uh, but uh, somewhere here around uh, mid October or something, we're going to mm-hmm. be uh, switching over and becoming the deep dive. The deep dive. We'll have some cool logos, maybe some cool sounds, right. stuff like that. Right. Yeah. A little bit more professional. Yeah. Uh, the podcast that we have already recorded uh, over the past years will be archived and so we'll we'll do something with those we'll make them available somehow to follow, right. follow a couple links to, to find those because uh, it's fun we had um uh, one of our friends aj tell us the other day that he, he enjoys going back and listening to the evolution of the podcast <laughs> yeah know. glad someone enjoys that yeah, no, right. <laughs> sometimes i think about the old episodes i'm like man that's kind of cringy <laughs> It, 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 the thought of of how it has evolved is is um, is fun to think about. Yeah, and I, I don't know that I'd even go back and listen to all of them. <laughs> Every now and then, I'll go back and randomly push a link and just let it go to something. Right, that's that's fun. I enjoy doing that. Um, it has been a lot of fun though. Yeah. these past two two and a half years, something like that. It has. It has. I it's, enjoy it. Thursdays are one of the. Uh, you know, usually. The reason uh, re- we record on Thursdays was more my fault because I'm usually out in the field and in right. meetings and stuff on Thursdays and Fridays anyway, so it right. fit really nicely in the schedule. Yeah. But it's really become something where it's like, all right, Thursday's coming. I'm right. looking forward to this. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> enjoyable, and we talked a little bit before we recorded about how this is this doesn't have anything to do with your livelihood, Mm-mm. but it, it perhaps your kingdomhood it has something to do with. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this isn't part of either of our job descriptions, right. but it's something we enjoy, and it's something that that uh, we see that there's a value in. Right. And right. so we've both sort of sectioned out this part of Thursday from our uh, from our normal yep. uh, job lives, and that's right. <laughs> that's right. Just kind of keep doing keep doing it. And, and you know, we've looked at each other several times. Went, why are we doing this again? <laughs> We enjoy it, but what is the end outcome? You yeah. know, what, what is what is our desired outcome? And it's always been right on target with the motto of Marcus Point, mm-hmm. connecting with God, one another, in the lost world. Yeah, you know, and how that's going to reach people um, as the years have progressed. We we don't know that answer, right? You know, we don't know that answer, and, and um, perhaps we're seeing a little bit of that. Uh, answer that God has given us um, by combining forces with mm-hmm. the two other podcasts and see where that, yeah, you know, how that reaches God, one another in the lost world right. in the future. I'm excited about that. I know you are. Yeah, I, I totally am. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, it is. It is very, very good. Um, Sunday, we had a uh, yet another very uh, good, enjoyable, um, charismatic um, Sunday at Marcus Point Baptist Church. Um, unfortunately, well, fortunately, it was it was uh, Team Jersey uh, Sunday. Right. So, so anytime there's a transition in in, uh, in in the seasons, we get to wear our team jerseys, yep. our, our t-shirts, or whatever. And man, I was I was so disappointed because uh, I, I wasn't able to make it this past Sunday, right. and uh, I was I was disappointed 
uh, one, because, you know, I like coming on Sunday. Anyway, but yeah. because it was Team Jersey Sunday. So what, I wanna, what were you going to wear is what I want to know. So, you know, me, <laughs> nerdy Josh, not really into sports or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. um, I have this shirt. It just says, uh, it, it's, it's kind of awkward sometimes uh, being a nerd in a church that is just totally into sports. Oh, my goodness. You know, Big uh, time sport. College football, football and, yep. you know, mostly college football. Mostly you know, college and football. like a lot of that outreach to youth is like, hey, let's go talk to the football people. Right. Or have a basketball clinic, whatever. And yep. I'm here like. Baseball, too. Nerd here. <laughs> Let's do something with drones. Yeah. How about that? Drone racing. Would that work? <laughs> do we have a math summer club we can do and as an outreach? You know? Well, I have this I have this T shirt. It just says, Yay sports, put the thing in the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great shirt, a great jersey shirt to wear. That's usually what I wear on the uh, days when it's like Jersey Sunday. That is, I've never, I guess I've never seen you on Jersey Sunday because I don't remember seeing that T-shirt. I would have certainly taken a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Say it again. Quote it again. Yay, sports! Put the thing in the other thing. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my gosh. That is so you, man. That is really good. Yay, sports. Okay. Um, well, anyway, uh, Pastor Godfrey was wearing a, a, a three-piece suit. Not a three-piece. I guess three-piece means that there's a vest in there, too. I don't How think many, he was wearing a vest. What, what pieces qualify for the suit? Cause that's what I'm thinking. I just said three-piece off the top of my head. Yeah. I think that means a vest, shirt. Oh, okay jacket and vest i think that's three piece he was wearing a nice suit because even when i'm not wearing a suit i'm still i still have more than three pieces that, on. that's true <laughs> but it's not a suit he, he was right. wearing a sunday go to meeting gotcha. clothes okay so a tie look, he looked very nice um and but it looked like something that a person could wear to a funeral mm-hmm. uh and he first thing that he said was um uh akin to okay Alabama got hand, got beat really badly yesterday, and I'm burying them. Is what he said, <laughs> something along those lines. He's mourning. He's burying them uh, because he was. He usually wears something Alabama, no question. Right. right. Um, even when it's not Jersey Sunday, he'll you know sometimes wear a vest that's uh, that's Alabama related. But uh, he actually had a funeral that he was going to he was going to have to preach right after the oh, sermon. Right, yeah. so, but it worked out well for him. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it, it's funny he he's very pro um, Alabama. Yeah, I think that's the that's the um, uh, easiest way to say it. Or very understated, right? He's an Alabama fan, right. and whenever they they don't lose a lot. This is, uh, you know, face it, they don't lose a lot, especially in the last three, four years. But anyway. Uh, I have I have n- never seen a college football game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like on TV? Uh, anywhere. Well, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah anywhere. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. I, I may have seen a clip from time to time, uh-huh. but I've never uh-huh. seen – I've probably never seen more than five minutes of any college wow. football game. Well, in a nutshell, what they do is they yell, yay team – get more points than the other team and put that thing over there that's what that that's what it, even you your t-shirt says it all it's, yeah. so you know what it's all about well I, I guess part partly is uh you know i've i've been a student in several different colleges and, and maybe subconsciously i just don't know <clears throat> what to yell at a football game because you know uh you know, I went to PCC, which was, you know, Pensacola Christian College, which was Eagles. That's where I got my first degree. I started graduate school, Florida Atlantic University. They're the Owls. Oh, the like, Owls. Oh, yeah, what, what do you yell at those games? You know, who, you know. <clears throat> then uh, I I uh, finished my master's at South Alabama. They're the Tigers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did uh, additional graduate work in applied mathematics at UWF. They're the Argonauts. I don't even know what sound Argonauts make. I don't know their Argonauts make So. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> if I were to go to some sort of college game, mm-hmm. who do I support? I've, uh, you know, I've I've taught even at at uh, com- uh, a local community college and mm-hmm. at, U- at UWF as well. And so, like, Ar- Argonauts, Pirates, Owls, Tigers, Eagles. I'm just all over the board over as the board. far as my loyalties, right. and uh, l- let alone to add like another college I've never even attended in there. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. That you've never I, I think seen it. Wow. the the longest 
football game I've ever watched uh, was years ago back when the uh, the Seahawks mm-hmm. were in the uh, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only reason was because my, my daughter, who I think was in third grade at the time, her teacher was always raving about the Seahawks, okay. and they just happened to be in the Super Bowl. And so my daughter's like... I want to watch this, the Super Bowl because the Seahawks. Are like, All right, fine, you know, uh, whatever, you know. And so uh, we were watching it that Sunday afternoon, and I got totally like into it. The, the football game, yeah, not because of football at all, but the uh, that that sky cam that's suspended on four cables, right? Yes, uh, each of the yes. four corners. Uh-huh. I'm looking at that thing. I'm like, how come this isn't getting more attention? This device is amazing. <laughs> it know, is amazing. I started, I, I started like sketching out like the control mechanisms and stuff like that. Like how would how would this even work? Because it's Josh, it's it's X Y coordinate position with its elevation. It's oh all just suspended from gracious. these cables that are on computer controlled rollers and. Mm-hmm. I'm doing research about like the the, the guy who f- quote unquote flies it, and the <laughs> other guy who operates the camera, and you know mm-hmm. what it's. It was just so cool watching game, the Super it? Bowl. It's a great game. It was a <laughs> just great because game. of that that Skycam <laughs> thing. Uh, so that that was. I have no idea what went on in the actual game, but I was just watching that thing and doing my own. Uh, so funny side research so <laughs> during that, the thing. That thing is amazing. I mean, it, it is. Mm-hmm. We take it for granted. Yeah, it's there. You know, and not think about how or why. Well, we know why it's there, but we think we watch and we're so spoiled on getting such great photography mm-hmm. and videography that we don't think that we don't think of how difficult it is to yeah. get those shots and how much money it costs for those cameras and, and how much. And it is so cool, the math behind that thing. I'm sure that it is. all of that motion is is. Uh, the, the acceleration, the paths that that mm-hmm. camera takes, right. its elevation across the field, all yeah. that stuff, is simply four cables and four rollers. Crazy. Yeah. It, 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 you think about drones and mm-hmm. how uh, advanced they are now. Even in the last five, six years, drones have just accelerated so much and their mm-hmm. capabilities and uh, legally how you can use them has changed a whole lot. But that cable thing was was up and running a long mm-hmm. time before drones oh, yeah. were were even I don't know a thing, but they certainly weren't a, a, a consumable thing, mm-hmm. you know. And that thing was doing exactly what drones do back, yeah. you know, back in the day. I mean, years and years ago. Did you do you remember from your research when it started? <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember when it started. No, but it was it was a while back. Cause I remember seeing it. Uh, I may have been seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. seeing that thing up there just ripping back and forth and all yeah. this. I'm sure now that it's probably automated to some extent. Yeah. Back in the day, there was some guy up there, you know, pulling well, the cords it, and everything. It, the the guy who controls it's literally called a pilot, and okay. he's got a joystick up there. Okay. And it's a two man team. He's he's got the joystick, and he's he's controlling uh, the the location of the mm-hmm. platform that the camera's mounted to. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the camera operator who's you know, uh, like controlling the zoom right, and the, all, right. all that all, all the camera stuff okay he's okay. doing and so they they work together as a team he's okay. like i want to go over there and so he cool you know that's that's exactly what happens with um with big time drone stuff these days mm-hmm. whenever they use it for sports or using it for uh, movies or whatever that's exactly what happened yeah. one, one guy is, is driving it and mm-hmm. the other guy is using the cameras and they're communicating and making it happen yeah um because i can tell you I've, I've got a couple of real inexpensive drones but they still have some of them still have cameras on them uh-huh. doing both is quite difficult yeah you know keeping up in the air safe and, and then getting the shots you want is quite difficult yeah anyway well we kind of went on a rabbit trail we did <laughs> um but pastor goffrey was wearing a suit that's my whole point. yeah yeah he looked really nice he yep. was wearing a suit yay alabama yay alabama <laughs> um and i was wearing my tar heel t-shirt mm-hmm. and boy i'll tell you what I've never. Was there like church division? I, or are you shunned? One person <laughs> asked me, "Why are you wearing a Star Wars T-shirt?" I said, "What? How far am I living away from North Carolina right now?" I mean, see, that's Star also something Wars? I do frequently is wear a Star Wars T-shirt. That's so. fine. My Tar Heel shirt doesn't look anything like a Star Wars shirt. <laughs> I'm just saying that I cannot believe I live in a place that don't they don't know what the Tar Heels are. I grew up hardcore Tar Heels in North Carolina, and anyway, uh, it just reminds me that. You know the round, round basketball. It's not that popular around here. Mm-hmm. It's that oblong ball, the football. Yeah, it's the the popular thing. But 
Anyway, um, I still wore my Tar Heel. I've still continue to wear my Tar Heel shirt and yeah. defend them. But uh, it was a good Sunday. Uh, we started a new series. Yes. We ended the World Changer series, which um, Pastor Godfrey said that was, to date, one of the top most popular series he's ever preached in that he got more feedback from people face-to-face through email and text uh one of the top series he's ever he's ever done right uh and i i believe it because the divine appointments one yeah the divine yeah. appointments yes mm-hmm. thanks the divine appointment one uh it was a five i think a five series uh five um has he preached series. that one that series before i've never heard it okay no because i know the uh the world changers uh he, he did one several years ago that was called Influencers. Yes. Which is yeah. a lot of common themes. Right. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, it's not the same series, but a lot of common ideas. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, even in our classes, the the well, the um, the gun club, photography club, and pure friendship, we, many people talked about uh, their divine appointments. Yeah. And, and the, the interesting thing to me was that I don't think that we – the divine appointments increased. I think that our awareness of them increased. Yeah. You know, we're looking for those things now an appointment of, uh, uh, Chris told us one, uh, Chris too told us one uh, mm-hmm. last night that he had with somebody, um, at, a um, he was getting some ammo. Right. Uh, and, and uh, he was able to let them know about Marcus point and having a gun club. And, and the lady said, yeah, my wife, my husband and I are looking for a, looking for a church. Yeah. Wow. What a great opening. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. What a great opening. And in April, his, uh, Chris's wife was there. So having a, 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 a male and a female talking to a female is better than having a male yeah. talking to a female. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just uh, cushions the, uh, intent a little bit, I think. Um, so that was good. He was excited about that. Both of them were. Right. Um, and Chris, <laughs> Chris three. Yes. Th- <laughs> we have Chris one, Chris two and Chris three. I always tell people like, uh, there's a, a high probability that if you're in the gun club, your name is Chris. It's true. It's like, <laughs> it's like 45%. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, Chris three had, 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 had a divine appointment a couple weeks ago that he's going to write up and send to me and I'm going to give it to the pastor. So these things, uh, I think it's wonderful that we're on the lookout for those things, mm-hmm. you know, and on top of that, um, um, we're, we're studying the sacred and the secured and how first John is such a, um, when I say hard lesson, it's what I mean is it's, it's no, um, it's not milk, it's meat, right? Right. It's, it's to the point mm-hmm. You're, it, it's written to believers, Right. So, so the, the the author doesn't waste time saying it with anything flowery. It, it's you're either with the devil or you're with Christ. Right. That's right. really that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're either promoting him or you're holding him back. Right. Uh, and, and with those, that combination, I think, is really it, it's opening people's eyes. And it's saying, well, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be with the devil. I, I, I thought perhaps I <laughs> well, could be neutral, but yeah, <laughs> you and, can't and, be. And it's, it's really cool, too, because, you know, it's it's kind of split into two ideas. God is light and God is love. And if you're going to be compatible with that, here's here's what that looks like. If you're yeah. going to be incompatible with that, here's what that looks like. Try to be group A, not group B. There you go. You know? Well and said. That's it. Yeah. That's it's it. uh, it's very to the point. Yep, it is. Yeah. And, and not not the podcast to the point. It's very. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. It, but we need to hear that. Yeah. You know, we need to hear it. And whenever I'm teaching it in, in pure friendship, I, you know, I, I change the words around a little bit, but I keep it strong. You know what I mean? You're either you're either promoting God or you're not promoting God. Right. Let me say that again because of first uh, first John. You're either promoting Jesus or you're not promoting Jesus. Right. First John tells us many people are saying they're 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 pro God, mm-hmm. but if it's not pro Jesus, it's not pro God. Right. It's a little G. It's not a big G. Right. You know, and that we need to hear that too. Yeah. Because of a lot of maybe a couple people that you've mentioned last night in class. Oh, they're pro God, all right. They're mm-hmm. even saying they're pro Jesus, right? But you know, next word out of the mouth is you know, send me, send me money. They're mm-hmm. they're more about money or whatever, not yeah. about Jesus, or or their life doesn't follow along with the message that they preach, right? Or you know, any number of things, yeah, right. That's one of the things about false teachers. The Bible gives us indicators. You know, yes, we're not supposed to judge a person's heart, yeah. but it, it does tell us like by your by their fruits. 
yeah. you'll know them. And so it gives us characteristics. Here's a characteristic of someone who's a false teacher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, here's a characteristic of someone who is a true teacher. <laughs> you know, it's, here again, it's it's guidance. It's, it uh, is. it's straight straightforward. Uh, it, it is. And I, uh, I like what you said last night in class that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you were saying we, we can be on the wrong team too mm-hmm. sometimes if we're not careful. Right. We don't want to be on that wrong team, but if it's, if, if what first John is saying is true, you're either with or against, mm-hmm. I don't, that doesn't necessarily mean you're, you've chosen to be with or against all the time. Our behavior right. can be not promoting Christianity. Mm-hmm. It can be holding people back from Christianity. Is that, is that what you? Yeah. Because it talks about not just, uh, not just loving in word, but also loving in deed. Right. And, right. uh, in, in, especially in the context of, uh, of being in a Christian environment, um, are, are, are the actions that we do, not just the words that we say, but are the actions that we do, are they also promoting that same idea? Uh, because it, it's really easy to talk a good game, but, uh, but actually living that mm-hmm. is an entirely different story. Right. And if we're not, if we're not, uh, living in a way that's, um, consistent with, with, with what we say, then by default, we become one of those false, those false teachers mm-hmm. right? because we're teaching, uh, those we come in contact with, those we interact with, we're teaching them this is functionally the God that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, right. it, it's, it's a way, of, it's, it's a tool that Satan can use to lead people away from Christ. And does. Yeah, and how many of us have these, have stories about, um, you know, we were hurt by some person in church or, you know, yeah. something like that. It happens all the time. Sure and, you know, it, it hurts the, the reputation of the bride of Christ when, mm-hmm. when that kind of thing happens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if we're reading in first John and we're reading about the spirit of Christ and the spirit of antichrist, we have to realize that there are some times when we make the wrong decision or we make the wrong, or we, you know, do the wrong thing and we're communicating that spirit of antichrist right. as well, yeah. even though we might not be intending to. Right. That's right. So, you know, I'm checking ourselves daily is, uh, mm-hmm. is, is very strong and there's, Josh, you know, you've heard me many times in, in gun club talk about how, how I fail, Yeah, you know, I fail with, with communications with people and man, it just, it brings it to a whole nother level. Whenever I think that was, that was an antichrist behavior, mm-hmm. man, oh man. It was a failed divine appointment. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we both shared those, those experiences. <laughs> that's hard. Unfortunately, that's, it's hard to, it's hard to deal with, but I think knowing that going into any situation knowing that I, I don't want to walk away from an environment saying, well, I just promoted the, you know, I didn't, I didn't just promote Christ, mm-hmm. which means I promoted the opposite. Right. I don't want to walk away from any situation saying that. So knowing that perhaps will change our approach, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, uh, um, Instead of saying something from the spine, you know, think about what it's going to do. <laughs> well, that's what's really cool about how all these these three series really uh, work together quite well, mm-hmm. uh, because you have the uh, the past series about divine appointments and uh, the current series about world changers. Yeah, you know, really, what what made world changers uh, so influential was uh, that that they were. Uh, aware of the fact that divine appointments happen at any time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and they were always sensitive to God's leading in that right. and you know tying it together with that with the first John series um, always being aware of the fact that God is light and God is love and and what the characteristics of someone who is consistent with that those characteristics mm-hmm. of God puts you in a better position to when God, uh, it puts you in into a position to be influential. Yeah, you're prepared for it. Yeah, uh, or at least you're sensitive to his his leading you through something that you may not have expected. Yeah, right. Being yeah. sensitive to the Holy Spirit is, mm-hmm. is something that I think uh, happens. Uh, the more um, 
the more we, the more we um, know Christ, the closer we get to Him, the more mature of a Christian we are. You know, my hope is the more sensitive it will be. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we still have to choose that every day. You know, right. to be sensitive to that uh, or or not. Or not yeah. You know, so, well, you know, one of the examples that Pastor used uh, in in the sermon and. Um, I'm going from the notes, right? Because I, mm. I wasn't there Sunday, but mm. uh, he, he mentioned uh, he mentioned Peter, yeah. Because Simon uh, Peter, yeah, Simon mm-hmm. Peter. So that this uh, past Sunday, he he introduced the idea of the you know twelve apostles, and he started uh, taking a few of them out and and looking at them a little mm-hmm. bit more detail. Mm-hmm. And Simon Peter was one of them uh, as as a world influencer or a world changer. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting all these different series uh, mixed up. <laughs> But uh, he he pulled up Acts two fourteen, and uh, I wanted to to sort of go there uh, for a second because uh, here again, this is one small thought from from a much larger um, from a, a much larger uh, event that happened. Right. right? So mm-hmm. uh, Acts two. Let me get there real quick on on my phone here. While you're looking for that, he talked on Sunday. He talked about Simon Peter, Andrew. Philip and Nathaniel. Yes. Those are the four that he highlighted in the next uh, several weeks. He'll go through the, the rest of them. Yep. And so uh, uh, Acts 2, 14, that says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known to you and hearken to my words. Now, that was that was the end of the reference, right? Right. But when you read that, and especially when you're you know looking at the text, it doesn't end with a period. It's a, it ends with a colon. So the the thought continues. In fact, this is like the first sort a uh, clause in a really really long sentence that's in the middle of a really really long exchange between Peter and uh, and other people in Jerusalem. Um, on the day of Pentecost, right? You know, Acts 2 is that famous Pentecost chapter because okay. it even starts when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. That's the context mm-hmm. that, that this verse uh, is exists in. <clears throat> well, very New Testament-ish uh, right. things that are happening right here. But in the very uh, next breath... Um, you know, Peter, he, he says, uh, for these are not drunken as ye, as ye suppose, because remember, yeah, everyone spoke as the cloven tongues of fire right. were on them and, and they spoke in other tongues. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's a, a cool topic for another day. Mm-hmm. But uh, it says, uh, for these are not, Peter's talking, for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it, but the third, uh, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So, this is a very New Testament thing that's happening, but Peter recalls everyone's memory to an Old Testament prophet, Joel. This little bitty book of prophecy in the Old Testament that oftentimes gets uh, gets ignored. And he just starts quoting from Joel. And my, my overall point from this is, uh, you know, this... This divine appointment that Peter found himself in, this, this world-changing uh, moment... Mm-hmm came about because Peter had uh, had obviously he was a student of God's word and uh, he recognized the moment that he was in as something that was historically significant and something that had been spoken about by this obscure minor prophet in the Old Testament a long time ago and that's sort of a com- an important concept to understand because part of the way we uh, we become pliable to God's leading and uh, and develop this ability to recognize these d- divine appointments. Part of the reason that we can be world changers is because we spend time in God's word mm-hmm. studying it, not just yeah. not just reading it to, you know, check off a, a list of chapters for the day, right. but we're intimately acquainted with with this source of truth mm-hmm. so that when we're in that moment, we can recall this and we uh, we have that that presence of mind to know where God is leading and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, that's what Peter shows here uh, because, you know, here again, when, when he's referencing that, uh, that book in the old Testament, uh, that, that message from Joel, the prophet, Joel is sort of 
not recounting Israel's history, but he's recounting Israel's future as though he's looking at it from after that future has happened. So he's, he's, he's prophesying about Israel's future. And, and, and Peter connects those dots. He's like, remember Joel when he said this several hundred years ago? This is part of that that's happening now. Hmm. Be cognizant of that fact because Israel has this history of not realizing where they uh, where they stand in history, hmm. and and not realizing the events that are actually happening. This moment in time right now was talked about by Joel. We need to recognize that. Hmm. And what's cool, the reason uh, you know this is such a cool verse uh, in terms of of world changers because at the very end of that chapter. Um, as you know, well, as Peter goes through that chapter, he, he recounts all the details from the prophet Joel and, uh, he, uh, he, he pauses from time to time and says, you men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God, uh, did by him in the midst of you, as you yourself also know him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. So mm. he's, he's using Joel from the old Testament. Uh, Cause Joel talked about Israel's future and saying, recognize this time that we're in right now, recognize who this man, Jesus Christ is, right? Cause what is, what is Peter being? He's, uh, he's being someone like we talked about in first John, right. someone who's talking about the true nature of Christ and yeah. what is, what his role is and what his identity is. And he reminds Israel, you crucified him. Pay attention to that. Mm. <laughs> uh, re- mm. Realize who this who this man was, and uh, he, he goes down further and says, "Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have cru- crucified, both Lord and Christ." And and then the world changing event here. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, "Men and brethren, what shall we do?" So Peter came at them with the gospel, mm-hmm. with scripture, and it changed their hearts at a fundamental level to where the same Israel that had just crucified the Messiah were pricked in their hearts, according to the scripture, and said, what shall we do? And, the, and the, the, the conclusion of that chapter says, they that gladly received his word were baptized the same day they were added unto them. About 3,000 souls, 3,000 3, people were saved. This is really the foundation of the early church mm. in, uh, in the New Testament is this event. Wow. Peter's ability to recognize the moment he was in as a divine appointment, his his past preparation by being intimately acquainted with Christ, with Scripture, with um, with, with God's nature and His character, positioned him to be a world changer in mm-hmm. this event. Because, like it said, three thousand souls were wow. added that day. You know what is. Uh astonishing to me and i want our listeners to hear this is that we're, we're talking about simon peter this is the same person that denied christ three times absolutely whenever he was being crucified mm-hmm. and christ predicted that and told simon peter that and simon peter said no 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 there's no there's there's no way and one of the in the the highlight that pastor godfrey went over about simon peter on sunday was that he changed the world because he was down but he came back. Uh-huh. So there was one day where he was denying Christ because he knew he was going to get in trouble if he if, if he said he, he knew him and was hanging out with him. Uh-huh. Later on, he was responsible to be the tool to save 3,000 people. Right. Right? I mean, that if there's nothing that we can do as a human being that we can't get, that we can't come back from uh-huh. and that that's the big story that, uh, of Simon Peter that Pastor Godfrey wanted to talk about right I mean if you just hear the latter story that you just went over you think well man this guy's a saint uh-huh. you know what I mean this yeah. guy's got it together he is he's always been that way no no uh-huh. no, no, no no he hasn't he, he, he failed just like we all do like we all do and who I'm, he, this guy knew Jesus he was he was an apostle, was he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He walked with him. He talked with him. He, was, he learned from him. Right. But he still denied him because his fleshly fear um, enabled him to, to, or disabled him to, to, to stand up and say, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm the guy that knew Jesus. He was 
from what Pastor Godfrey told us, he was not only denying him, but he was going back to a lot of his old ways, mm-hmm. uh, hanging out Try, with people. Trying to prove yeah. that he wasn't a shooter. Because right. other people recognize him. That's like, right. Yeah. No, I don't know who this Jesus is. Yeah. Well, wait a second. I think I know you. You're mm-hmm. this guy, right? No, I'm not. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure you are. And so he's like, no. And sh- to show you, he started cursing, doing right. all this other stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, he was in, he was in fear for his life because sure he was. Yeah. the Messiah, who he had you know grown spiritually with, who who was his his mentor and all that stuff mm-hmm. in the ministry, had just been crucified. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I can see it from his perspective sure. as as mm-hmm. a frail human being that we all are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was afraid that you know of all the. Uh, the the chaos that that created uh, in in Jerusalem at the time, that his next thought was, oh goodness, they just killed God <laughs> in the flesh. Uh, next thing is they're going to try to come come after all of his adherents. Sure. Absolutely, and uh, right. I'm I'm one of the main ones, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, fear yeah. for your life. So right, right, right. You know, it, it's easy to sort of. Uh, you know, look back two thousand years and, and criticize them like, sure How why weren't you stronger, Peter? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, we would have all done the same yep. exact thing. Yep. Absolutely, we would have. Second guy you talked about was Andrew. Mm-hmm. And Andrew's uh, highlight uh, last Sunday, uh, according to Pastor Garfield, was he changed the world by bringing others to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we all of the people that he's going to talk about, all the apostles, uh, he's going to bring up one of the characteristics, and it seems like that was the big one. Uh, bringing others to Jesus, which is something that, you know, we're all called to do as Christ followers. Right. Um, but I believe that uh, myself included, <clears throat> sometimes we misinterpret that, Josh. Bringing people to Jesus m- might paint a picture to somebody that we are responsible for bringing somebody from where they are uh-huh. to the church and having them pray for salvation. Mm-hmm. That's awesome if that happens. Right. But that's one picture right. of it. Uh, being an advocate of Jesus, being a pro-Christ person, that's the beginning of it all. Bringing people mm-hmm. into the gun club, into the running club, into stitching in, into the art club and having them exposed to the gospel. That's, right. that's bringing people. Well, in, any interaction that someone from the world has with a Christian uh, the the effect of that Christian's life on that uh, on that person in the world should slope the ground towards mm, Christ. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we grab their hand and we lead right. uh, we lead them to the altar. Yeah. But their interaction with us should, at some in some way, alter their trajectory. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, going back to the, the sacred and secured study that we're doing in first John, right. Mm-hmm. says, uh, they'll, they'll know who you are because of the way that you love. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the way that you interact with people around you, mm-hmm. like I said, mm-hmm. it should alter their trajectory in some way. Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, one of the biggest compliments people can give me is ask me to pray before something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and, and I'm, I'm honored to do it. If I'm standing in a room of, 35 people, 50 people, 20 people, and, and they asked me to, to pray because of my reputation. Mm-hmm. I mean, why are you going to ask me? You know, right. you, I, I, that to me is the biggest honor without any word being said. It's just one of those things. And my, there's many people in my immediate family that are saved. I believe all of them are. But many times they ask me to pray over a meal or pray yeah. over whatever. And man, that's so honoring to me it's it's funny how intimidating uh prayer sometimes is regarded to people and it but but (laughs) with you and i i i I would i would rather pray in front of a thousand people than read something in front of 20 Mm -hmm. that's it doesn't bother me not in the first bit yeah Uh, um but you're right with some people it is very intimidating right i i think it's uh there's this 
I don't know, maybe this subconscious uh, fear, like, if I'm praying in front of everybody, I have to do it in, like, the king's English, or I have to be really deep with it, or I have to... I'm glad I don't think that. (laughs) ...mention all the missionaries that I can't remember. (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe that's what it is. You know, just something like, ah, man, I have to be super spiritual if I'm going to pray in front of people. Maybe so. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it is. I'll never forget this story that uh, Pastor Garfield told years ago on on, uh, on the pulpit one day. He, he was uh, in the past. There was a um, there was a leader here in the church that would pray the farmer way of uh-huh. praying. I think is what he says. He says, "Dear Lord, it's 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 Tom again. Yeah, just wanted to say thanks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's having a conversation with his next door neighbor. Right. He, he, Pastor Garvey said, "I loved that guy. Whatever he prayed, yeah. he just said you know whatever he wanted. <laughs> it's Tom again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you know, I think in a way, that's the way we should. Yeah. You know, isn't somewhere in the Bible that says don't don't use. Yeah, flattering, Big words flattering, and flattering words and, stuff and like all that, that stuff. Yeah, uh, you know. like God's not impressed with our ability to put a, to, to you know put a really cool phrase together. Right, right. Yeah, he's not impressed that we can quote scripture to him. Right. He wrote it. You know, it's like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> my work. Thanks, Jeffrey. That's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you uh, missed a comma. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, uh, Andrew is the next guy. He changed the world by bringing others to. Oh no, we talked about. Sorry, that mm-hmm. was we already talked about Andrew. Uh, Philip. Uh, which is my brother's name, by the way. Uh, Philip changed the world when he learned to trust Jesus, even when he couldn't understand it all. Philip was practical. In uh, John 1, 43 through 45, and John 6, 5 through 12, um, we're not going to understand everything. Right. Perhaps that's what faith is, you know, mm-hmm. not understanding but still believing or not seeing but still believing. Yeah. And and I like how, you know, often when we when we talk about faith, uh, especially if you've been in church for any period of time, your your brain almost always goes to Hebrews 11, right? Mm-hmm. Faith, substance, things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, yep. you know, all, all that stuff. And it sounds cool until you start really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And it, like, what does that mean? It's it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is evidence, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if we If we isolate those two verses... We fail to get the the full breadth of what God's really referring to there, because the the faith that God that God calls us to we've talked about this number of times the faith that, the faith that God calls us to isn't blind faith faith man I cannot talk today it's not blind faith mm-hmm. it's faith that's based on a tremendous body of empirical evidence yeah. um, you know we we talk about this all the time God told Israel every time. He did something for them or, or even something bad happened. He would tell them, make a memorial so that one day you can bring your children here mm-hmm. and tell them, you know, t- tell them the, the history of this memorial yeah. so that your children will learn to have faith in me just like you have faith to, to uh, you've learned to have faith in me. Because, you know, when, when God would tell Israel like, hey, we're about to go into battle, but I'm going to fight for you, all this stuff. It wasn't like Israel was coming into that like, oh, my goodness, I've never been in this situation before. No, Mm -hmm. they have Israel. I mean, they have uh, Egypt, you know, when God fought on behalf of Israel with the ten plagues. They have the Red Sea where God parted the Red Sea for them. They had, uh, you know, what happened at Sinai, what happened Mm -hmm. at Mount Carmel, what happened at Mount, all these different places. And every time they would set up some sort of monument. So it's like, okay, we're in the promised land. We're out, we're outmaneuvered and outnumbered by, by this nation who's our enemy. But God said he's got this. And you know what? That's been true this entire time. We have yeah. monuments to prove it. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have faith because mm-hmm. he's proved himself time and time again. And right. that's the kind of faith that God points us to. It's not necessarily that we're going to that we have foreknowledge or uh, understanding of the mechanism he's going to use. We're not going to understand it. Right. Mm-hmm. But in a very practical sense, we have a lot of data yeah. uh, to show that whatever he is going to do, it's going to work. It's going to be super cool. Yeah. And we're going to be along for the ride. We just have, he just asks us to have faith in him. I always think, listen, I, I you know, I'd be right there with everybody. I, I'd lose faith too. You know uh, what I mean? Oh yeah. I, I mean, yeah. We, uh, I want to make that clear whenever we're talking about, you know that time of of uh, of life, um, 
not saying that we wouldn't do the same thing, mm-hmm. but the, the the picture I always have in my mind is that, hey, it's 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 raining food, <laughs> but I'm not sure I'm going to believe in God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's raining food, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna still um, worship this cow over here, this golden cow, or what is it, a golden cow? Or yeah, golden calf. Golden calf. Yeah, I, I know it's raining food. I'm getting tired of this food, God. <laughs> Can we have something else? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It is funny, too, because, you know, we always refer to that as manna, right? That was kind of a derogatory term in the Old Testament. Yeah, because it meant, what is it? You know, oh, okay. whenever Christ refers to it, unless he's like quoting Israel, whatever, uh-huh. he always calls it bread. Okay. Uh, and But uh, Israel, <laughs> even, when, even when it was raining uh, food, mm-hmm. they're like, what is it? <laughs> what is this? What, what, what's this? <laughs> Funny. Anyway, uh, anyway, that just—I think that's a great example of how we can have it right in front of our face, but we just not going to believe mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so number four and the last uh, apostle we talked about on Sunday was Nathaniel. Uh, Nathaniel's world was changed when he overcame prejudice against a people in a place. Real quick, I forgot of something. Okay, I, for, I forgot something. Um, in addition to the manna, right? Because yeah, yeah. they're they're going through the wilderness, yeah. and the entire time they're in the wilderness is forty years. Even though the result of that I mean, that that forty years was the result of their original disobedience, going mm-hmm. to Jericho and like, oh, God can't God can't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they spent forty years in the wilderness. So that whole time, manna is falling. But another thing that we often forget. Um, their shoes never wore out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so it's <laughs> like, a- you know, not only is manna raining from heaven, but you know what? I've, I haven't had to buy new Nikes for like 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> man, these airs are the best ones yet. Yeah. It's like, man, they just, and, and, you know, seriously, when they got in the promise land, man, they just don't build shoes like they used to. <laughs> that's right. It's all about the money now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I know it's funny to think. But listen, we'd do the same thing. We oh, would, yeah. we would. But uh, anyway, it's easy in retrospect to criticize people. Um, but Nathaniel, uh, he overcame his prejudice in uh, against people in a place. I, we're all prejudiced against something. Mm-hmm. We may not even know it. Probably most of the time that we don't know it. You know, and one of the things that I, I'm trying to. Um, uh, unveil in my life is what am I prejudiced against? Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays we think race, of course, but that's right. not what I'm thinking of necessarily. Mm. It can just be anything that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, right. And why? Mm-hmm. Why is that? I mean, the, the older I get, the more I want to ask myself, why uh, am I prejudiced against that? What? Why am I retreating from this mm-hmm. environment or this person or this place or, or, or this book? Something. Why is it? Because I don't want it to prevent me from having a positive encounter you right. know, with somebody, a divine encounter. Um, I love it whenever I, whenever I'm in a situation, mostly when I'm talking to somebody and maybe I have a, a, a apprehension about it. And then I, I, an encounter with them and I walk away smiling or I walk away going, man, that was so, that was, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> and if I would have acted on what my initial feeling quote feeling was right i would have missed that you know what i mean yeah that brings me so much joy whenever that happens remember the um uh the account of uh jesus and the woman at the well yes um samaritan woman uh, obviously uh, jesus is is jewish tribe of judah there's a long-standing history of of conflict between those two right right? they shouldn't have been talking right right because the samaritans were kind of looked on at by "Quote unquote pure pure Jews mm-hmm. as like half breeds. Uh, they were um, their their lineage was defiled. That kind of mm-hmm. stuff because mm-hmm. of the way um, the the Northern Kingdom had been uh, sort of forced to integrate into the Assyrian Empire when the Assyrians brought, came in and conquered the North. So yeah. um, not only that, but there's disagreements about." Um, you know, uh, where to worship, the significance of Jerusalem, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's all this history behind there. And, and you see Jesus at the, uh, at the well and this lady comes up and even as they start talking, the lady sort of questions Jesus, like, why are you even talking to me? Like what, you're not supposed to even care about me. Yeah. Right. Right. And what's interesting about Jesus, 
what what he did there is he used that as a as a as a basis to further that con to, to further deepen that conversation with her. So it's almost like you know what what a normal person in that case would see as oh man this is not someone I should even be caring about. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jesus used that as uh, as the means to reach her. Mm-hmm. It was really really cool to yeah. to see that happen. He's He's pretty smart. Oh, yeah. I would say so. <laughs> Jesus Jesus was a genius. I'm not sure yeah. if that's ever been said before, but I think it should be said more often. Yep, yep. <laughs> it, it is great to study the way he interacts with people. Yeah. He meets them where they are, mm-hmm. you know. It, we, yeah, and he even, he even used, like, their what was common about their ancestry, yeah. that the well that they were at, you yeah, know, is yeah. one that Jacob uh, that Jacob dug, and he used that as uh, as the starting point uh, talking about the difference between the water that she was seeking at that mm-hmm. well and the living water that he was offering. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. And it's really Seamless. cool. The way Jesus would tweak a conversation mm-hmm. is really, really neat to, to witness. Seamless. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it really was, you know, it was <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to the next three ser- uh, sermons. I believe it is mm-hmm. uh, whenever we're going to talk about the rest of the 12 and uh, some highlights and characteristics of them. Yeah, and seems how, like he's taking four at a time. Yep, yep, I yep. believe he's taking four at a if time. If I did my math correctly. I think you did. <laughs> World Changers, this was week one. Um, and, and I hope that our listeners will continue to, to listen to us and, and kind of identify where they are with these with these World mm-hmm. Changers and know that, you know, these, are, these were just guys like us. Yeah. You know, I mean... There's some special things about us and not so special things about us. There's some things that we, we fight and things that, that we that um, that help us become closer to Christ and bring people closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. But we will fall, but then we, we need to see how we're going to get back up. Right. You know, we get back up and, and try to continue to to be a pro-Christ uh, representative. Yes. You know, as as, as human beings. Mm-hmm. So, um, Josh, there's a lot of things that Marcus Point does. This is one of them. Yes. The other two podcasts are called what? Uh, Pour Over Podcast with uh, Jacob Preston and the, To the Point with Pastor Godfrey. There you go. Yep. You, can, you can find those things, all, all the social media um, outlets. Yep. And if you want to find out more about uh, about Marcus Point just in general, uh, PensacolaBaptist.org. It's go. got all of our social media links, our uh, different means of contact, email, phone, yep. address, all that kind of stuff. All that stuff is. Uh, as well as information about all the other campuses we have That's in Pace right. and uh, uh, Beulah, upcoming ones. Pensacola, Beulah, future. Pace, and yeah. um, uh, Navarre. We're going to be going to Navarre. Mm-hmm. Um, Molino. Molino. Yep. Uh, it's getting our, our media is getting better and better. Yeah. Braden is doing such a great job on, on getting the media together and promoting um, promoting Marcus Point and promoting Christ. Uh, uh, office phone number is 850-479-8337. Um, email is info at marcuspoint.org. Point with an E. Point with an E. M-P-O-I-N-T-E. Um, 6205 North W Street, Pensacola, Florida is our uh, address in Pensacola and um, everything can be found there service times like Josh said mm-hmm. uh, everything that we do here is to connect to God one another in a lost world and we hope that you'll continue to listen and um, and be a part of that all right sound, absolutely sound good Josh sounds good to me we'll see you sounds next like week. you've done this before we've <laughs> we've <laughs> we've developed a flow <laughs> with each other so we know what we're doing now I guess yep. <laughs> Josh, I hope you can go do some um, engineering and be successful. Hopefully. All right. Talk to you next week. Yep. Talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.